0: I'm here cause I like it boom, boom, boom. Welcome brides and bridal biz besties to the Pick a Seat, Not a Side podcast, where we unravel the secrets to a bride's dream wedding experience and empower makeup artists and hairstylists to take their businesses to the next level. I'm your host, Patrice Williams, and not too long ago, I went from being a stressed out, overworked, and underpaid assistant director in higher education to being the owner of a thriving multiple six-figure bridal beauty business. I'm here to share the lessons that I've learned and the wisdom that I've gained working with both brides and freelance. Answers from lots of trial and error mistakes losses but also a good deal of wins so I'm so grateful that you've tuned into the pick a seat not a side podcast where we are covering all things bridal and beauty so grab a snack and pick a seat but not a side welcome back to another episode of the pick a seat not a side podcast Finally, we are here with the 2023 Mishaps and Misfortunes Exposed episode. The amount of times that I've tried to sit down and record this episode and just have not recorded anything the amount of times that I have planned to sit down and record this episode is crazy and I just explained this on my Instagram stories which obviously you're going to be going by the time this episode comes out but I explained that a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode are hard to talk about not that they're like so traumatizing that like you know, I had to like foreclose the business or, you know, things got repossessed or I had to like commit myself or anything like that. Thank you, God, that none of those things happened as a result of some of the things that I'm going to talk about. But emotionally, a lot of these things, A, have happened for the first time this year. So I just had to spend some time navigating like how to deal with them. And it's just hard to rehash some hard ish. Like I, before I hopped on to start recording this episode, I was looking through my computer because one of the situations that I'm going to tell you about involves someone that used to work for MU8 and just reading some of the words that were said to me was just really, really hard. There's going to be another situation that I tell you about, um, that is in a very public review like these things are just so hard to talk about and now that the season has winded down and I just feel so good like having balance back in my life, having time to take care of myself, having time to go to the gym, having time to like eat right, having time to rest, having adequate time to, you know, dedicate to admin. These things that I'm doing now just feel so good. Like I feel like I am in a fantastic space, you know, mentally and emotionally because things aren't so busy and it's not like so peak season right now that I'm like oh you know I don't want to be in a position to have to like talk about the hard things again after feeling so good but I think finally I am in the place where I'm ready to talk about the things and I think that there's a lot of really good lessons from the things that I've experienced in 2023 and I don't want anybody to repeat the same mistakes that I did so hopefully we can take this as a (laughs) I walked so you could run but ultimately this podcast is to help brides and bridal beauty professionals so if that means that I'm putting my experiences as I went through them, as I experienced them through my lens, if I'm putting them out there and that's going to help somebody else, then it is 100% worth it. A lot of the things that I'm gonna talk about are gonna be really embarrassing because it's kind of like, all right, Patrice, seriously, you didn't know any better, but for most of them, seriously, I didn't, Um, but that's okay. Everything is a learning lesson and you have to, go through some of these things in order to come out on the other side where you are in a position to give back and to help people. So before we get into the deeper root of this episode and the timing of it and why I'm doing it, obviously I have to start off with what's making me feel good this week. So let me just tell you, I'm someone who like feels ratty AF, A, without my haircut, but B, without my nails done. My haircut, yes, takes precedence. And that's more important. Like that, I just feel like is part of my immediate appearance. But having my nails done always makes me feel good too. So... (laughs) If you have followed the MU8 account on Instagram, you saw the disaster that was called French Ombre Nails, which was not French Ombre Nails at all. And let me tell you guys, usually like I am a very agreeable client because I know what it's like to work with clients that are not agreeable, that are difficult to work with. I understand that. So I try to be as easy of a client as possible and I try to have as realistic expectations as possible, right? Like I don't want to be one of those people that sits down to get my nails done and I'm like, all right, I want you to put, you know, fresh gold, 24 karat gold flakes in my nails. I want you to cut up a hundred dollar bills, light them on fire and put them in my nails. Like, no, I'm not that person at all. And I figured that French ombre was really easy. And I'm going off on a tangent and I swear I'm gonna come back to what's making me feel good. But (laughs) I thought that French ombre was easy and it was just like a very common style kind of like somebody asking a makeup artist for a smoky eye or asking a hairstylist for like a low cleanup do very simple very standard across the board well didn't turn out like that so now I'm like a little bit scarred from getting my nails done so I got those nails off and started using these press-ons, which press-ons gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit because I usually have a hard time finding press-ons that are gonna really fit my nail beds. But these press-ons from a brand, which I will link um, in the show notes, called BT Art Box. I got them off of Amazon. They have tons of different variations and styles and lengths and whatnot amazing now I got the kit that comes with the builder gel the solid gel glue um I don't think that it came with a top coat but I already had gel top coat so it wasn't a big deal it comes with an led flash cure light as well and then I added just like some rhinestones and whatnot to them when I tell you guys these are the best press ones like salon quality nails at home like acrylic thickness nails at home I will, I'm absolutely going to be getting my nails done for my wedding, but for bachelorette party for bridal shower, I am using BC art box nails. I am not going to the salon because these nails now, did I make a couple mistakes? Absolutely. But a, the toughness of these nails, like I can open anything I want with my nails and they're not coming off. Um, so, like the ability to like endure, 10 out of 10 recommend just based on that. But the appearance is also really, really, really high salon quality. So, I will absolutely be using BT Artbox nails for like the lesser important I know my grandma is horrible right now but like the the events for the wedding that are not so like important for your nails to be perfect like bachelorette party bridal shower blah 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 so I'm loving that Amazon find and I'm gonna say this is a heavy claim now but I am going to argue that this has been the best purchase from Amazon of 2023. And not only does the appearance make it fantastic, but the amount of sizes that you have to choose from and the amount of trays that come in the package, I don't understand how these people are making money, but I am also not in a position to be asking questions because a tray which comes with 15 sizes, two sizes per tray. So, you know, you have 15 options per hand. And then it also comes with, I believe, I wanna say eight to 10 different trays. So eight or eight to 10 different sets of trays. I hope that I'm explaining that right. But when you click on the link that's in the show notes, you're gonna understand exactly what I mean. So like for 30 bucks, you can absolutely not beat what you are getting. So shout out to BT Art Box. This is not sponsored. I am just, you know, a lowly girl from Philly this is me just like sharing my authentic experience with this brand now yes I'll be wearing these nails like on a regular basis but um, specifically their French designs will be beautiful for wedding activities beautiful so I am absolutely loving these nails this week now let's get into the episode All right, so the biggest reason why I wanted to record this episode is because... I have talked to so many people, especially now towards the end of the year where things start to get a little bit less busy. People are not booking as much and it's making a lot of people doubt themselves, doubt their ability, doubt their value in the industry. And that's absolutely heartbreaking. Meanwhile, I'm over here living my best life. Like I don't give a F if $2 comes in, like I'm chilling, I have peace, I love it. Um, But... I have just been talking to so many people that are so caught up in like, oh my gosh, I have nothing going on. I have nothing going on. And when you're in this mind state of like, woe is me, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. And then you log into social media and all you see is people thriving. All you see is everyone's highlight reels. You see like all these amazing experiences, On social media while you're like oh my god well I'm not making a freaking dollar I haven't worked in weeks like maybe I suck maybe my skills suck I want people to be reassured that social media is an absolute lie and don't get me wrong I am guilty myself of being like oh my God, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I actually do suck. <laughs> maybe woe is me. But I've definitely gotten to a place where I can curve it a little bit better than I have in the past. And I am going to show you a couple cases and points where social media is an absolute lie. So I had a conversation uh, with another artist not too long ago, who was giving which which with absolute respect and like, by all means, what I'm about to say, the praise is due because this artist's work is fantastic. This artist's work is beautiful. Um, I've seen it live in person. But the other artist that I was talking to was like, Oh, my gosh, I wish I could be like her. I wish that I was her. I just like don't understand why I'm not. I don't understand why my skill isn't there. I just feel like this artist like works all the time. And they're really booked and busy. And I just want to be like that. And I was like, hold on. First of all, let's break down where this information is coming from. You're getting this information from social media, which just because someone is posting the same person from multiple angles in different posts does not mean that they are working more than you are. Just because this person's work is really good does not mean that yours is not. And also case in point, I've spoken with this artist who works maybe twice a month maybe twice a month so and and the the artist who was like giving all this praise works multiple times in one weekend so I said let's 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 reel it in and bring ourselves back down to earth and boost ourselves up a little bit you are working multiple times a weekend a b your work is freaking phenomenal like freaking flawless freaking beautiful to the point where I don't know how this artist does it. Okay, check. Also, you have the ability to work on multiple skin tones. You have the ability that whoever gets in your chair, you know how to execute a look on them. And your portfolio shows that this particular artist, they get a certain type of client. And that client looks the same across the board. You have a diverse portfolio. And if you ask me, a diverse portfolio versus somebody who, you know, every client looks the same is way more valuable, way more valuable. So just because you're seeing the frequency of the post, that does not mean anything. Social media is a lie. I'm going to take it out of the business for a second and show you another and I'll put myself on the line. I'll show you another example as to how social media is a lie. So, if you go on, and I I don't know if it's public or private. I don't freaking remember. But if you go on my Facebook, it looks like all I do is vacation, buy new things have big milestones every month, which really I post like once every other month on Facebook. So this is not a fantastic example. Um, Or no, this is a fantastic example, but it's not indicative of my life is what I meant to say. So it just looks like I vacation, it looks like I'm balling. It looks like like my life is literally perfect, which you're going to find out in this episode <laughs> that I'm just a normal human being that goes through things like everybody else. So in August, um, I went out of the country, I went to Albania uh, for almost two weeks with my fiance to visit his family. And I I posted just some of my favorite pictures. Most of them were from the beach. Some of them were for dinner, some at the pool, but beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous views and country absolutely beautiful like I have never with my own eyes seen anything like that in person nor did I ever believe that I was going to see anything like that in person so yes did I see absolutely beautiful views 100% but it looks like I'm just like out here balling like oh my god a two-week vacation because if I saw that I would be like yo whoever that is they got money but Let me humble myself. So yes, that's what you see on social media. But what you might not know is that the American dollar goes really, really, really freaking far in Albania. So um, here in America, if you're out to eat at dinner, like a nice dinner with cocktails and whatnot you can expect for yourself just for yourself as one person you can expect to spend I'd say like anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks well there a family of four can eat for 60 to 100 bucks a cabana here if you're going to like um, a nice beach club a cabana here you can rent a cabana for a few hundred dollars in Albania a cabana is no more than 20 bucks so I just wanna be very relative about what you're seeing. Also, I had a really hard time when I was over there because most of the people in the country have not seen Um, a black person in real life before. So a lot of people were staring at me every single place that I went. And that was hard for me because it brought up so many feelings of just like growing up and growing up in predominantly white areas and having to like prove that, you know, (laughs) I'm worthy of being in this space and proving that I'm not just some like space Martian that appeared um, I had a really hard time with that. I cried probably three to four times alone by myself while I was over there. But when you look on social media, it looks like I am having the time of my life, which did I enjoy it? Absolutely, freaking lutely I did, But it was I I would say overall, it was really, really freaking hard. Now we're going to go back, obviously. And I'm going to give it a good old second try now that I know what to expect. But if you were to look at my experience while I was there on social media, it looks like I just have the perfect life. It looks like I went over there with a briefcase full of money and said, give me you know, whatever I want. And that is absolutely not the case at all. So social media is such a an illusion. And yes, while the things that you're seeing happen, we also don't know 100% of the context behind what we see. So I am creating this episode to let people know that, you know, what things look like on the surface are not always what they seem. And B, I want people to not have to go through the same mistakes that I went through in 2023. So with that, Now let's get into the episode. The events that are going to be disclosed are not in any particular order. Um... (laughs) I honestly am just talking about them in the way that I remember them so the first thing that we have on the list and I made a list of all of the things (laughs) that I wanted to mention that happened in 2023 Um, and at least these are the things that I can recall but again these are not in any sort of chronological order this is just like in the order that I remembered them so oh god I don't want to start there (laughs) I looked at the first thing on the list and I'm like nope not ready to start there not ready to like talk about that yet, because like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode a lot of these things I've like done the work to move past so it's weird to bring them back up in so much detail so there's gonna be a lot of like editing pauses and a lot of editing out ums and uhs because I have a feeling that I just might be tripping over my words because it's giving trauma response, but that's okay. So in light of talking about social media just being like a lie and social media being just like this illusion of everyone having a perfect life and you not having a perfect life, one of the first things that I wanna talk about that happened in 2023 is me not getting a new studio. Now I'm gonna add an asterisk to that sentence and say me not getting a new studio when I wanted because for those of you that do not know I did deposit for a studio that is bigger it is newer it is more modern and it is street level and we'll be going there in 2024 in February of 2024 but this just proves a point that things happen when they are supposed to happen for you. And just because something happens to someone else that is good does not represent the absence of good things in your life, but it serves as proof as to what can happen for you. And it took me a very long time to Really believe that ideology because I used to be that, like, why do you have it and I don't kind of person. It took a lot of years of work to get out of that and to really see that when I see something happening for someone else that is close to me or that is in my circle, it doesn't mean that I can't have it, but it's proof as to what's possible for me as well. Now, do I slip up every once in a while? Absolutely. So let me explain the situation. Now, I feel like in, I'm going to say summer of 2023, I saw so many bridal professionals like winning and growing and moving into studio spaces some of them moving into like what I would perceive to be at that time my dream space so it gave me that little bit of itch of like well, shoot. You know, although I'm I'm so grateful for the studio that we have now, but I'm very excited to move where we're moving to. But, you know, I I do feel like at some level we've outgrown. As a team, we've outgrown the space that we're in now. It's two relatively smaller rooms, one side for hair and makeup, one side for the treatment room, but we definitely cannot all as a team work in the hair and makeup room at the same time. In the new studio, we will absolutely be able to do that. So looking at everyone go into these like big open spaces, I was like, Oh my god, you know what, F it, maybe it's a sign that it's time for me to move too. And like I said, it's hard to see people on social media getting, you know, essentially what you want, but you're not getting it. So When I started to look into getting new studios, I figured, you know what? Maybe it's just easier to stay in the building that I'm in and look there, start there. That way when I move, it's not gonna be this like big upheaval and U-Haul truck at most. I'll just have to wheel some things on a dolly to another floor or down the hall. So At the time, there were multiple spaces that were bigger that were open in the building that I'm at now. I think I looked at about two or three other spaces in the building and the first two that I looked at just weren't going to work logistically with what we wanted to do and you know it's not the newest building in the world and some of these other spaces just need needed like a little bit more work so I went to go look at the third one and the third one had a small waiting area and then two separate rooms that you would have to physically enter from the waiting area in the space that we're in now you walk into the hair and makeup suite and then you walk through the hair and makeup suite to get to the treatment room this one you walk into both spaces from the waiting area so I was like oh my gosh if this is not perfection if God is not speaking right now I don't know like what is this is absolutely perfect yes I am ready now the property manager showed me all of these spaces and In hindsight, I could tell that she was pushing for the one that I didn't love as much, but I didn't know why, but she still showed me the third one that I fell in love with And the next morning, now I went to see this at 10 o'clock on, I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday, the very next morning around 9am, I said, I am ready to do whatever has to be done so that I can move into this other space. She emails me back and says, oh, actually, someone put down a deposit for that already. And I'm like, well, if I would have known that someone was even interested or you were that far in the process With someone else in this space that I just fell in love with, why would you even allow me to see that? I would have never even agreed to go see it. Why would you allow me to go see that? And she was like, Well, but the other spaces are still available. Well, too bad the other spaces aren't going to work. So I felt like, How? how like why why is this happening to me I deserve nice things just like any other person why is this happening to me and I don't like disappointment especially when I feel like I've had a stretch of very hard work especially when I feel like I've had the stretch of like being a half decent human being doing the right thing paying my taxes when something lines up or when it lines up 90% I want the remaining 10% to work. And that was just very disappointing because I was smack in the middle of the year after I've already been through, you know, a half a year of crap, which, you know, we're just getting warmed up. So you'll hear about it. So that was very hard because seeing other people get their studio spaces I was like, well, what the heck? And yes, did I already have a studio space? Sure, but it just felt like it was getting old and it was getting stale. It just didn't feel like I belong there anymore. Now, again, we are currently moving into another space in February of 2024, but that situation just goes to show that what is meant for you is going to come to you at the time that it's supposed to come to you. Because in hindsight, if I would have moved out of my space in summer of 2023, while trials for September, trials for October are happening, it would have been a freaking Mess. It would have been a headache. It would have been a mess. It would have been a disaster. And I'm glad that the other spaces didn't work out. I'm also glad that the other spaces didn't work out in the building because my ultimate dream was to always be on street level, to walk in off of the sidewalk into my studio. And that's something that I'm getting in February of 2024. And that's something that I would not have if the space that I looked at first would have worked out. So everything is going to happen when it's supposed to happen. All right, (laughs) this next one has broken my heart from the minute that it happened. Um, This one is going to be the hardest one to talk about because it's a direct reflection of an experience that someone had with us. And oh, I can feel the anxiety creeping up right now. And that is my first bad review uh, that was public. And this review is still up. And in hindsight, I'm grateful for it because after it came through, it gave me the push that I needed to A, uplevel myself, up level my skill, up level my client experience, but also up level my boundaries. That was a major one is up leveling boundaries. So, I want to explain some of the things that happened prior to this review coming in and then I will absolutely read the review on this podcast the only reason now I'm gonna leave names out um but this this review is public you can find it on google you can find it on wedding wire and you can find it on the knot and this happened right before (laughs) the getting turned down for the studio so you can see how it's like oh my god well just kick me while I'm down I guess so This particular client came by way of referral from a photographer that was hired for another wedding um, a few years back where I was the makeup artist for that wedding. So that is how we met. This particular photographer was in this person's wedding that left the negative review. And this photographer recommended MU8 as hair and makeup for the wedding that she was in. And at the trial, there were signs that this client probably was not a good fit for MU8 just based on our style, based on the experience that we have to offer. However, her trial happened to be just a few weeks prior to her wedding. Now, after I explained what transpired at the trial, the thing that I should have done, and I take full responsibility for this, the thing that I should have done was refund the client because there were just too many signs that it wasn't going to be a good match. Um, but I chose not to do that because it was a few weeks from the wedding and I didn't want to leave the client stranded. Now, do I consider myself to be a very talented makeup artist? Absolutely. Do I consider myself to be a very talented hairstylist? Absolutely. Are there some things that I just don't specialize in? Absolutely, and I'm okay saying that. I'm absolutely okay admitting that I do not specialize in every single thing. So when we have someone in for their hair and makeup trial, When they fill out their client connection questionnaire, which is a form that they get after they're booked, we recommend that they upload inspiration photos based on what they see in our portfolio. Um, This particular client did not do that, which is okay. Some clients don't, and I get it. Like it's a lot to scroll through our entire portfolio, dating back years and years to find the exact style that you want. So there are some times where I'll accept it, but um, for the most part, I think that it's very convenient to be getting Styles from your artist portfolio so that you have a real life example of how their work is going to translate on you. So, I have these um, Pinterest photos that are heavily edited, but I'm going to do the best that I can. So Before a trial, I like to take a lot of time and really give a very, very thorough consultation so that I know what to expect when I pick up a brush or when I pick up a curling iron. I want to know exactly what to expect. I want you to know as the client exactly what to expect as well. So we had a thorough consultation and I could tell just based on the way that our conversation was going, that this client was gonna be very particular about her preferences, which is fine. However, I don't know that MU8 is a good fit for someone who wants their hair and makeup to be so exact that we're talking millimetric, and this is not an exaggeration, but we're talking millimetric differences so we spent about in in total our trial was about four and a half hours when the average trial is usually like two hours if that two two and a half hours maybe um we spent a total of four and a half hours together and I am human at the end of the four and a half hours I I've given all that I have to give because I am a human and I don't have a lot to give after the four and a half hour mark when the average trial, like I said, is about two, two and a half hours. So um, we spent about an hour ish on brows and eyeshadow and we're making very, very millimetric changes. And when I'm trying to get an understanding for what needs to be corrected, I'm not getting information in the way that I understand how to correct it, if that makes sense. So all in all, our trial was very long. um, And the client reassured me, and she was kind about it at the time, the client reassured me that, these are changes that we can make on wedding day. But on wedding day, we also just because, you know, you want to get to your wedding on time on wedding day. We also don't have a ton of time to be making millimetric changes. So, I did very what I perceived to be very beautiful makeup. Um, the client asked for a, a mix, I'll call the style between a mix of a blowout and a Hollywood wave. My specialty is in Hollywood waves. So my default is going to be Hollywood waves. Um, the client did not was not happy with the barrel size, but we didn't talk about that until the end so we agreed to change the barrel size um, on wedding day in her follow-up email that included feedback from the trial after the four and a half hour trial um, she mentioned the changes that she wanted to make with makeup um, which again very 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 millimetric but in her eyes, it's her wedding day. It was, you know, a big deal, which is which is fair. Um, with the hair, she sent me a celebrity hairstylist tutorial, and, and like a like a TikTok tutorial, not like a hey, you take this and then you take that. It was probably like a forty-five second tutorial. Um, she sent me a tutorial on how the hair is supposed to be done again I specialize particularly in glam waves and not this style but it seemed to be like something that I could execute but Again, not my work. Makeup examples were not my work. Um, The tutorial, the hair tutorial was not my work. The hair inspo pictures were not my work. So obviously when you're dealing with a different artist, it's going to look different because it's done by a different hand. Um, Wedding day comes, we are still doing the millimetric changes. We are spending, I, I believe that I spent about... An hour and forty-five minutes on makeup, and then about two hours on hair. the The timing is a little bit fuzzy, just because it was. And I don't want to be dramatic and say like because it was such a traumatic experience. But because it was a a more of a hostile experience than I'm used to, uh, I did try to, in all honesty, block a good bit of this out of my mind. So I'm going off of recall that the exact times could be a little bit different. But in total, it was a very long time that we spent together. Um, And prior to her getting in the hair and makeup chair had a blast with all of the other bridesmaids were laughing I can recall about three you know different day of jokes that were made that we laughed at that we had a good time with um I vibed with a lot of the other bridesmaids like so you know leading up it was a normal normal MU8 experience normal good time But when she got in the chair, like I said, there were just a lot of changes. I could experience her getting frustrated. I'm getting frustrated just at the situation, of course, not visibly, but internally now I'm getting myself worked up because I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, the past eight years of experience means nothing because I can't deliver what this client is looking for. And this is, again, first time that this has ever happened. So eventually we come to a place where we're done. I had another wedding to be at after that, which because we spent so much time making, again, I I don't know what other word to use besides millimetric changes, because we spent so much time making those changes, I was late to help out my team at the second wedding. So when I was done, I did quickly pack up my things and head out. She was very thankful on my way out, handed me cash tip, which was very, very, a very generous cash tip, which I was so thankful for. One month later, after I posted a story on Instagram about our one of our policies maybe like getting inspiration photos maybe about our experience I forget exactly what the story was but she did mention the story in her review um one month later (laughs) before I was on my way to go see the Barbie movie ironic (laughs) this review was posted and I will share it with you and this is going to be hard to read because I haven't looked at it since that day and if you have not experienced a negative review, your first negative review is like someone took the air out of your lungs. Um, as hair and makeup artists, I know it sounds like all we do is pick up a curling iron or pick up an eyeshadow palette or a makeup brush, but I promise it's Way more than that. It is passion. It is education. It is caring for and about other people. It is caring about the experience that people have with you. It is love for being able to do what you love on a regular basis and be compensated. And especially if you do this full time, it's a blessing to be able to call what you love to do your full time job. So there are layers to what goes into the business. It's learning how to run a business. It's learning how to operate as a professional. It's learning how to execute a phenomenal client experience. There's so much more that goes into what we do. And I wish that people would see it as that much. And it's sad that everyone doesn't. But there's so much heart and soul and effort and tears and sweat and sweat equity that goes into the job. So to have someone say such Harsh things so publicly after you have given, especially to given to that person, given everything that you have to give is probably one of, besides my mom passing away, that is the second biggest heartbreak that I've ever experienced and I can confidently say, actually, now that I think about it, yes, I can confidently say that getting a two-star review was the second most heartbreaking experience of my lifetime. So I'm going to read to you what it says and I'm going to read my response to you as well. (sighs) Okay, so the review says, prides themselves in individualized approach but gave me a one-size-fits-all one. I am going to interject and say, absolutely, our experience is, although it's tailored, it is the same across the board because we do have a niche that ranges from natural but noticed to soft glam. We do have a very signature look. Um, I'm gonna continue with the review. Posted passive aggressive Instagram stories following the trial and I'm going to interject and say that I post very helpful tips on our Instagram never will I ever get on Instagram and say and this person came in and oh oh my goodness no but I think that we can all learn how to have the best experience through education via Instagram because that's the platform that allows us to distribute education the easiest I'm going to continue with the review Um, posted a video of me without letting me no I know I signed up for that in signing the contract but heads up would have been nice um well that speaks for itself so um the client had said that I posted a video of her without letting her know but in the contract it does say that we are going to post videos and pictures so that was a reach but that's okay I'm going to continue um took my suggestions and adjustments personally and overall did not deliver the look that I asked for and worked so hard to communicate respectfully multiple times. Too expensive to be having that experience in my opinion. Trial itself had me down $300. I'm going to interject at the time the trial was 275 but that's okay. Um, I booked for the good energy and emphasis on individualization in their videos wedding day bad slash awkward energy all around horrible start to my day. I felt like I was was torturing her. She didn't even prep me the way she said she would and then ran out the door when she was finished. I tried so hard to get on the right foot with her. Why would I want to beef with the person doing my face for my wedding? me experience, or my experience, I thought that was a typo, makes me sad more than anything. I refuse to believe I was difficult. I did not pull inspo from their page because there weren't any East Asian women with the look that I wanted. But I trusted because she's a pro. And what I wanted is not as complex as what they have featured. Like the Hollywood waves, they do take a lot of experience and talent. What I wanted wasn't nearly as complicated. And it was so hard to ask for a warm monochromatic makeup look color washed across the eyelids kept giving me cool dark brown outer corner trial day and wedding day my eyes it made my eyes look smaller Uh, not to mention issues with blending symmetry and setting I was too scared to bring up. I unfollowed and wrote this after seeing their story as to why they don't offer trials before booking. Oh, that was the story. That was the one Um, as I was explaining why we don't offer trials before booking. Yes, that was the one I forgot. Um, I unfollowed and wrote this after seeing their story as to why they don't offer trials before booking because their process is individualized, proven and successful and they are too experienced to be auditioning. Well, I wish there was a trial trial great for brides going for one look which I will stand by that absolutely. if you are going for you know the look that we have to offer, absolutely if you are not going for the look that we wait hold on words because I'm now I'm like getting worked up. If you are not going for what we have to offer don't book with us. Very simple and I absolutely stand by that. so I agree with that part. Um, bad experience for me personally. And I will tell you what my response was and the lesson in all this, especially if you are getting a negative review for the first time is it is not the review that matters as much as how you respond that matters. I wanted to take a minute and construct a response that was professional first and foremost, but also told my truth as well. So, What I said is, thank you so much for sharing your experience with MU8. I'm so sorry to hear this interpretation of our experience, but so glad that you had a fantastic experience with our assisting hairstylist because she did mention that the assisting hairstylist was great in on another platform. As a human that is running, actually, hold on. This is edited. This is definitely edited because in this review, she did at one point mention that i gaslit her but it's not it's not here anymore so that part was edited which is fine which is fine because the gaslighting portion needed to be removed anyway but let me let me continue on with my response i said as a human that is running a small business that many have had an amazing experience with it is truly heartbreaking in every emotional and professional sense as this is our very first negative experience to hear this point of view on your day, but thank you for your transparency. I completely understand that some brides are more, reserved or shy during your trial I asked if you were okay or uncomfortable because I pride myself in creating an atmosphere where people can have a great time with us so I wanted to be sure that if I could do something to make you feel better I'd be more than willing to do that with gladness and yeah this is definitely edited because um in the first edit It mentioned that I didn't want to share anything about my process or my products when really she was just a makeup wearer and I wanted us to find something to connect on. So I figured, you know what, let's talk about like makeup or let's like talk about why she didn't want to do her makeup and like what she was looking forward to in the professional process. But um, we didn't get a chance to do that. So I said, Regarding your trial, I wanted to be sure to invest the time up front to ensure that the wedding day ran smoother, which does not seem like it did. For that reason, I felt that it was appropriate to spend four and a half hours with you during the trial, as opposed to our typical two and a half hour time frame that all of our other trials fall under. I think we may not have been the best fit for each other from a communication standpoint, and I totally accept that. As the owner of the business, I do take the integrity of my work and the teams very seriously, so I am deeply disappointed, especially in myself, that for the first time, I was unable to please a client. I know that you referenced not being able to find any work that you liked on our page, so potentially that would be the first sign that MU8 may not be able to produce your dream look. I felt that it was fitting to ask you about doing your own, makeup simply because you had lots of knowledge and interest on products I thought we could at least connect in that subject as we have with so many of our previous brides regarding video content if you're familiar with our page we post after every trial unless unless asked otherwise which we have honored for those who do not feel comfortable being posted we didn't receive any notification from you that you did not want to be posted but rest assured we do not have you we do not have your photos existing on any platform after reading your review. Please reference the brides tab as well as our Instagram stories on a regular basis. On our Instagram platform, you see many other poses and facial expressions similar to the one that you described. I am also so sorry that you were dissatisfied with the videos where I share helpful information to brides. Roughly 95% of our brides will bring us photos that are not our work, very edited, etc. So this is something that we discuss regularly. But under understand if it hit too but but I understand if it hit too close to home I do stand by our trial experiences a vast majority of our brides have had a fantastic trial experience as reflected in each of our other reviews in general as this is our first negative experience this is saddening that we didn't have the chance to discuss this in person or via telephone as we agreed on the look prior to me leaving but I'm glad that you had the chance to share your honest experience with other potential brides. We had a team emergency at another wedding. So as the owner of the business, it is my duty to support my team if and when needed for that reason. Yes, I absolutely did leave as soon as you approve the final look on wedding day. As our other reviews reflect, we offer a phenomenal experience, but I'm so sorry that this was not reflected completely on your wedding day. And I cannot wait to hit the X button and get the F off of this screen because that is traumatizing. So that was the first negative review that we've ever had. And all of the other reviews that we have on Google and Wedding Wire and The Knot are five star. That was the first uh, two star one. So needless to say, it was just really heartbreaking to read that and be blindsided by that. While yes, I knew in my heart of hearts that this was not a great energetic match you know client versus the business just wasn't a good energetic match Um, but I did not know the depths in which this client felt what she felt and again this is edited um, because like I said the first version of the review mentioned that I gaslit her it mentioned that um, I was gatekeeping during the trial um, it mentioned that I took her um, shyness for like being rude and it was just it, it was definitely an embellishment um, but 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 if that was her true experience and how she felt it I can't take that away from her but it did hurt so much to my core to read that after everything that I've done to get the client experience and get the business to where it is all right next up moving on from that bullshit talkie we have <laughs> the good old freelancer experiences um These are probably so if the negative review was second most heartbreaking, my negative experiences with freelancers are third in line for level of heartbreak because my goal as someone that employs other freelance makeup artists and hairstylists is to give artists an environment where they feel supported where where they feel that you know someone truly cares about the betterment of their skills, the betterment of their job, the betterment of their career, but that is not always reciprocated from freelancers and I understand that you know, freelancer versus employee, there's always going to be a different dynamic. But when I tell you my favorite part about the job, and if there are brides listening, I do not mean this to be any sort of offense. But my favorite part of the job is not doing hair and makeup on brides by any means. My favorite part is giving other hair and makeup artists the opportunity to love what they do, to feel supported, to feel backed up in their job to feel like their job matters, to feel like they can actually do this but still be considered a professional. I love seeing artists grow. I love seeing them learn. I love seeing their skills improve. And I love doing it together. There is no better feeling than winning together. So for freelancers, what I was doing that will absolutely not be done in 2024. And it's a shame because I'm doing these things out of the kindness of my heart. But for freelancers, what absolutely will not be done anymore is me building kits for anyone is me giving free education without them proving their intent up front. I will never ever ever do that again and I've gone through so Many, especially hairstylists, so many hairstylists that I have dedicated my time for free. I have built people's kits for them. I have gotten them the best supplies because I know that otherwise they may not have had the resources to do so or, you know, the knowledge to do so. I've built people's kits. I have taught them, taught people that don't know even how to back comb or how to hold a curling iron. Have taught so many hairstylists how to do that, only to have them just up and leave or ghost me in the end. And I know that on social media, it looks like, oh my gosh, MU8 is this amazing team. But what I had to go through, and I I wouldn't even say that we are 100% where we need to be as a team, but what I had to go through to find the core MU8 girls that are here now, I would never, ever, ever wish that on anyone. The time, the sweat equity, the tears, the effort, the education, the money that I've spent on other people and it's sad that I'm so jaded now and I don't want to be like that because I genuinely love to share and love to give and love, I, I love that moment and this comes from working in education, I love that moment when it just clicks and it's just so evident that people just like get it, that you just get it, like what you've been working and practicing so hard for, it just clicked and you get it now. I love that ish. I freaking love it. However, in 2023, I have, and actually I can tell you, I have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven stylists either ghost or up and leave after they got the kit and after they got the education. Um, One stylist that had no formal styling experience at all um, gave her the one-on-one education for her to be able to work on weddings And right before her first wedding, after she was already staffed for 2023, after her first wedding says, you know what, actually, I want to do my own thing. And I'm working with a mentor. And my mentor said that if I want to do my own thing, I can't be working for somebody else. And I just want to encourage anybody that's listening to this that may be in freelance mode, but is thinking of branching out on their own, that the best way to learn how to be on your own is to be with someone else for a few reasons. A, you need to be paying attention to how the business is run. You need to be paying attention to how the business treats its clients. You need to be paying attention to why clients are raving about said business. Also, As a leader, you need to be humble enough to know what it's like as a worker. And there is no way for you to understand what it's like as a worker without being a worker. And when you understand what it's like being a worker, you have the ability to work with your team and not your team, or let me rephrase that. You have the ability for your team to work with you and not for you. And that is something that, with MU8 I can 100 with 100% sniper accuracy say that no one works for me they all work with me I am absolutely in the trenches with my team every weekend there is never a time where I'm like you know what team's gonna is gonna work and I'm just gonna be like sitting sitting up sitting pretty for the next couple of months absolutely not as much as I talk a little talk a little trash and say like you know what I really want a freaking break let me put the team on first I just do not feel comfortable yet not being in the trenches with my team. And that is true leadership. So if you truly want to be a leader, if you say that that is what you wanna do, if you wanna run your own ship, you have to learn how to be part of the crew first and I will die on that hill. Another artist I grabbed as she was approaching graduation from cosmetology school and again, spent all of my one-on-one time teaching her to teaching her how to create a formal style. And for the training, she just didn't show up um, and then texted me that, yeah, actually, this isn't something that she wants to do. After she has supplies for me, after she has had my time, my experience and my free education. And let me just be very clear that in the hair and makeup industry, free education is few and far between. The amount that I invested on education alone in 2023, I just looked at this line item the other day. I think it was around three to four thousand dollars and I am more than happy to give the right person the education for free. Well, not anymore, of course, just because, you know, (laughs) I know too much. I'm a little bit too jaded. But at the time, I was more than willing to share that with someone who is hungry enough for free. No strings attached. Um Another artist hired again, same thing, spent one-on-one time. This particular artist, I didn't end up um, getting supplies to her, but my time was dedicated. We were supposed to meet at the studio for a training, doesn't show up, doesn't answer the phone. Another artist doesn't show up for the team training. And and most of these scenarios are just me one-on-one, not me doing a training as a team. So when you're meeting with people multiple times a week, one-on-one for three and four hours on end, that's a lot of time in your week that you could be invested in doing something else. Um, so another artist um, was supposed to show up for a team training, did not, she ended up blocking me, which I'm like, what do you what are you blocking me for? Like, we're not like good girlfriends. I'm not effing your man. Like you don't have to block me. I'm just trying to give you an opportunity to to work for a team that cares about you. Um, And then there is one particular situation. And this is the situation that I was referencing that was just like bringing up so many weird, freaking feelings. This particular freelance artist situation that I'm going to tell you about is to date the most heartbreaking freelance artist situation that I have ever been through. Because this is another scenario where I've dedicated time and resources. And this is someone who actually made it onto several weddings, and someone that performed very well on weddings, too, and gave a fantastic, fantastic client experience. Um, There were a couple of things, a couple of notes that I could pick up on along the way where I could just sense that there was some, I don't want to say jealousy. I hate to say that people are ever jealous of me because I am an average person just like everyone else, but I worked my mother effing sack off (laughs) to get what I have to be what I am and to do what I do and I will never ever ever let anybody's jealousy or envy or or chatter from the sidelines I will never ever ever let anybody take that away from me I got what I have fair and square and sometimes it don't feel that fair and it don't feel that freaking square but there were several times where I could just pick up one this person might feel a type of way that I am where I am and they are where they are. But let me be clear that if I could do this, a monkey could mother effing do it. If I had time, I would tell you all of the life mistakes. These are just business mistakes. If I had time, I would tell you all the life mistakes that I made and what I did to clean them up. But here we are. You have 24 hours in your day just like I do. I put my pants on one leg at a time. So there is no reason, room, room or you know, even necessity to feel any kind of way about anything that I am, anything that I have, or anything that I do. So um, in this particular scenario, we were working a wedding. This artist was assigned five people And when we're on weddings, I don't necessarily keep track of the team and how many people they are. I don't want to say how many people they have. Like, obviously, I make the schedule so I know how many people they have, but I don't keep track of, okay, they're on their third person, they're on their second person, they're on their fourth person, whatever, because I trust that as working professionals and adults, we can do that ourselves. So um we finish up a large party and I'm on my last person and we're down to about, I had about like 15 minutes left from the schedule. So I had a good amount of buffer. Um, but this particular artist was behind and I didn't know it. So I go to pack up my things because I'm done. And there is a client in the corner that says, Hey, wait, what about me? And I'm thinking, well, we only got 15 minutes left <laughs> what about you what are you talking about you must have never been on the schedule so I look at the schedule and come to find out that the other hairstylist that was working was actually a little bit behind but didn't say anything and anytime I, I first of all I am all about open communication everybody helping one another if you know I'm behind I'll have a Frankie shoot I have Frankie pick up a dog on um a hairspray can and prep somebody's hair for me before because I was behind and I communicated that. If, um, you know, Madison is behind and she needs me to put on some lipstick for someone, absolutely, we, we are just that kind of team where we're going to help each other. So I knew nothing about this artist being behind, but after looking at the schedule, I'm like, oh crap. Okay, well, wait, she's on her fourth person when I thought she was on her fifth person. And then she finally speaks up after I'm looking like Boo Boo the Fool and says, yeah, actually I have one more person left. Do you mind taking her? And I said, absolutely not, not a problem at all. So I take her, the style was so easy. It like literally took me 20 minutes to do just because of how her hair was already prepped. And um, after I got home and relaxed and really it was no big deal to me. Um, This person was a little bit newer on the team. So I was like, eh, you know what? Maybe it was just a one-time mistake. And really it's not a big deal. When I tell you I'm pretty chill until you disrespect me or don't follow rules like I'm really really chill because I want people to be chill with me too so um, I had just sent a text and with the team if I communicate via text not a big deal at all if I pick up the phone and call you probably a little bit more serious if I meet with you in person probably the highest level (laughs) of seriousness so I sent a text And I said, hey, amazing work today. And I referenced a style that she did that was really great. I said, I'm going to touch on timing on Monday at our team meeting, but if you need more time for style, just let me know so we can buffer it in when creating timelines. Of course, we're a team and we have each other's backs, but if you're running behind and need a teammate to step in and take someone off your plate, please communicate it ahead of time to avoid the mix up that happened today. It just makes us look unprepared and not on the same page as a team when we're packing up and confused as to why there's an additional person asking for services. We all run behind every once in a while just be sure to communicate when you need help with a heart emoji and I lay down take a nap in a peaceful blissful sleep for probably like two and a half three hours and then I wake up to a plethora (laughs) of messages or actually no I lie I wake up to one message and then I get on my computer and I see variations of edited messages that this person sent so this particular artist said, I understand what you're saying, Patrice, but sometimes things run behind. Our work today was phenomenal and I don't think it's fair for you to come at me regarding timing. I've been in this industry for 13 years and honestly, I'm a bit offended about, prof- about the professionalism you're accusing me of not being present. I understand what it means to create a brand and what it means to have a team that works wholeheartedly to the overall goal and purpose of the brand. I'm not here to be reprimanded because curls took me longer than expected when at the end of the day, they love their styles. This doesn't affect the way that I do hair, but six or she, she said, this doesn't affect the way that I do hair. And then she referenced her commission for 13 years of experience isn't cool. The fact that you had to pick up one person is bull, S-H-I-T. And then she edited it. And I just want to make a PSA that if you're, <laughs> and I didn't know this until this um, experience, but if you are creating a message that you are then editing just know that when that person logs on the computer they can see all of the edited versions Um, on the phone you only see the most recent version but if you have a mac and you log into your iMessages you can see all of the edited responses so that was the first edit so the next edit says that her commission for 13 years of experience isn't cool and it's embarrassing to her craft the fourth edit, that was a couple edits just had to do with grammar. There's about eight edits in total. That was the, I think, third edit, I believe. So the fourth or fifth edit um, said that her commission compared to what she charges per bridesmaid is insulting. Um, and then the last edit said that her commission compared to 13 years of experience isn't cool and it's a little bit degrading to her craft. Um, and when I woke up, I woke up to that message and I was just like, oh my gosh, whoa, like this was just totally a lighthearted message. I just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page. I'm more than happy to hop on a phone call to discuss anything that you might feel about it because I wanna be able to create an open line of communication. And she responded, Patrice, here's the deal. I appreciate what you're doing with the company. I'm feeling a little disrespected from the vague response to what I wrote you. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but my talent deserves more. Hopefully we can work something out. And really, I just am not going to get into it with someone via text message. And I'd rather have a phone call, a phone conversation Um, which we did end up having and then she said that I was being too corporate and too professional (laughs) about the situation which I'm like all right well if you want me to call you a B-I-T-C-H and a hoe you know it is what it is Um, but I came to the phone call with my receipts and she was very apologetic um, and said that she had just been going through something that morning which what that had to do with me, I'm not 100% sure because as professional adults, um, you know, we have to compartmentalize when we're in a professional environment. But, you know, that situation was just mayhem because it's like, I'm giving so many artists everything that I never had in the industry. And when you think you're doing something good and it comes back to bite you like that, it just makes you a little bit jaded. So going into 2024 and and really what I learned from those experiences is that I want to see intent before, I take action and pull you up first. Um, Once I see intent and I know what your intentions are and I know that you mean well, absolutely. I am going to be the biggest cheerleader that you have ever had in your life. But until I get a little bit from you, you can't get a little bit from me. So, you know, all learning experience, no worries. But (laughs) again, there we go for... One of the many mishaps of 2023. Okay, so in the fall of 2023, I probably have the most mental breakdowns that I have ever had in my life accumulated to date. And and that's saying a lot. (laughs) Let me tell you something. As an overachieving student, that is saying quite a lot. Um, A lot of things though, here's what I will say. I'm not gonna put the blame on other people. A lot of the things that drove me to a mental breakdown in 2023 were the result of, being overbooked and understaffed because of what the nature of a good amount of freelancers looks like. So when staffing for 2023, what I did in the beginning of the year was book based on projection. So I booked based on what I wanted the team to be, not necessarily what the team was. Now, for anybody that is running a hair and makeup team, or even booking for yourself, only book with where you are at in the moment rather than where you want to be. I know it sounds like the smart thing to do to book on, you know, book based on projection. However, Life is completely, completely unpredictable, and you want to make sure that you are not biting off more than you can physically chew. And that's exactly what happened in fall of 2023. So, on one particular date in 2023, um, because I had lost the freelancers earlier in the year, because you know, they either ghosted or just kind of upped and left or uh, cursed at me in a text message, you know, either one. But based on those situations, um, I was very understaffed for fall. So there was a particular fall where, you know, as the owner, and this goes for any business as the owner, if whoever is working with you it doesn't perform or isn't performing or is already staffed, guess who has to pick up that slack? It is you as the owner. So on this particular day, I had three weddings that I needed to get to, none of which from a timeline perspective were close to each other. The first and the third were in close proximity of one another, But based on how the bride's timeline of the wedding day had to go, it wasn't possible for me to take the one that made sense closest to home and then take the two that were close to each other. So um, I was driving about an hour between the three locations. So the morning started off seemingly well. Um, It started to pull. Or down rain. <laughs> and I just knew like, oh my gosh, this is about to be a disaster. So here I am ready to go for my three weddings, which I had been dreading for probably a month leading up to it with just so much anxiety because there is no greater of a helpless feeling than being understaffed because life happens, people happen, and then you just have to do what you have to do. There is no greater panic and no greater like pit in your stomach and source for anxiety than being understaffed. Being understaffed will absolutely humble you <laughs> and will take you from a leader to a worker 100, 100%. So, on this day, had three weddings. At the first wedding, it starts pouring down, raining, um, and I'm I'm seemingly making good time at the first wedding. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can actually pull this freaking thing off. Um, I had someone assisting that day who didn't know how to do a style. And they were having, you know, just like some feelings about not being able to do the style. So I'm trying to finish up my work so that I can get to the other two weddings while also giving reassurance. And it's just, it's it's a lot, when you're in this position of running a team, it's a lot to balance when you are, trying to service plus make sure that your team is okay and make sure that everyone's getting the true experience plus make sure that everyone's staying on time plus make sure that you're staying on time. It is a heavy burden to carry as the owner of a team on wedding day. So um, I did what I could to navigate the team situation. I ended up finishing just a little after time because I had some delays to help out the team. Um, But on my way to the second wedding, which again was an hour drive from the first, pouring down raining. So an hour actually turned into about an hour and 20 minutes. So now I am 20 minutes behind. And this schedule this the day the the schedule for this day was set up by the actual minute. And I'm really going to expose myself here because I am human. I realized the night before that the schedule for the third wedding overlapped the schedule from the second wedding. So to say that I was in a pickle is an extreme understatement but you have to go with it you have to do what you have to do because what am I going to do 24 hours before when I'm expected to be on a bride that very next day so um, I'm running at this point just because of weather and circumstances I'm running about 20 minutes behind So I have someone luckily at the second wedding that at least helped me prep the bride's hair. So again, huge, huge, huge on helping each other out on wedding day. So this artist, God bless her freaking soul, she helped me prep the bride's hair. Um, And again, this is the second wedding. However, it's overlapping with the third. So while I still got out quote unquote on time, Now I'm late, I'm even more late for the third wedding. Now on the way to the third wedding, that was an hour away. At this point, it is torrential downpour. And when I say torrential, I don't mean like the heaviest wiper setting. I mean, you should probably pull over until it clears kind of heavy downpour. So what should have been an hour drive was now an hour and 45 minutes. And I'm also behind schedule because I accidentally overlapped the second schedule with the third schedule. So in total, I'm probably at this point, I'm going to say an hour maybe like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes late for the last wedding of the day. And at this wedding, there was also a team member that was helping out to prep the bride's hair, which was fantastic. Um, however, just given the schedule overlap and given the weather, it you know, I got there late. Did did I end up doing my job? Now, I'm, I, I'll be 100% transparent. I am great in creating the atmosphere that I want to create when I need to am I a very shy person absolutely but when I'm at work I'm really 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 good at creating the atmosphere that I need to create in order to be able to make sure that everybody is comfortable I don't know how I do it. I don't know where it comes from, but thank God for Jesus because that is just something that innately is in me. And that's why a lot of our reviews mention, aside from the two-star one, but all of our other reviews mention just people like having a good time and the energy was up and the vibe was right. So that's something that I pride myself in. So I was able to tap into that in the third wedding, but I can do all of those things But on the inside, I'm spontaneously combusting and just wishing that Jesus would like have someone T-bone my car and I make light of me like, you know, I don't want to call it like me wanting to harm myself or off myself. I make light of it. Um, but it's a very real feeling in the moment. Now, there were multiple other times where I was, you know, understaffed and overbooked, but this was probably the worst of the worst because I've never been, you know, an hour and some change late to someone's wedding and I never want to be, I never, ever, ever want to experience that again. So in 2024, I am booking us for where we are at not where I want us to be. Because people have shown that, you know, they can say like, yes, I'm ready to work. I can't wait to learn. And then just up and leave. So in an effort to not depend on too many other people that I have not met yet. uh, In 2024, we are keeping it to a where are we at? What can we handle and not what can we handle based on how many people are on the team. But On average, what can we handle? So if we have, let's say we have four hairstylists and four makeup artists, I'm not booking based on now. Now there's there's maybe two or three weekends in 2024 where this happened Um, just because they booked at a time when I was like, yeah, let's book based on where we're at. But after this fall experience, never again. So let's say we have, like I said, four hairstylists and four makeup artists. I'm not going to book us up to four hairstylists and four makeup artists. Because A, we always need people that are on call if somebody gets sick or if somebody has an emergency or if somebody just can't make it. And B, like, People also have other jobs outside of this as well. So I wanna be able to account for a little bit of that flexibility. So ideally, two hairstylists and two makeup artists are gonna be what's booked until we get the team to a place where I know that we can handle that many weddings in one day. So while yes, it sounds great to have like, you know, let's see, in September, actually, I wanna give you real numbers. I don't wanna give you like a roundabout figure. In September, we had 21 weddings and four of those days were either two, three, or four wedding day days. Um, I will absolutely never do that again. And one thing that, I, I don't wanna say that I will never do a double wedding day in 2024, but I will never do as many double wedding days in 2024 because Murphy's law based especially based on what I just shared with you is that anything that can go wrong is absolutely going to go wrong and if one thing and I I really want to encourage other bridal hair and makeup artists that are listening to this if one thing at that first wedding, and I know that you think you can do it, I know that you're like, oh, but this girl doesn't need to be ready until, you know, three o'clock and then this girl has to be ready by 12. I can absolutely swing it. No, you cannot. I can promise you. And this has happened every single weekend. I can I can actually out of all of 2023 and I did double wedding days probably, I'm gonna say almost every weekend, only about three out of the entire year of 2023 went according to plan. Because once that first wedding goes behind schedule and throws you off, either because someone is not in the chair on time, um, someone in the room is having a meltdown, you know somebody has to put their contacts in, you were late because of weather delays or what have you. Whatever happens at that first wedding that puts you off, and it will happen, is going to put you off for the rest of the day. Don't risk it, don't do it. Yes, I know that the money sounds good, but- find other ways during the week to get your income rather than cramming as many weddings as possible into one day because Murphy's Law is real. If you don't hear anything from this episode, do not take multiple weddings in one day because Murphy's Law is real, at least when possible. I do understand, especially if you're running a team that at the end of the day, especially if you're the owner, you have to do what you have to do. But Murphy's Law is so real. And I will say that the biggest source of anxiety and depression for me. And and, and it was bad. It was bad this year. There were so many days where I was just like, God, please, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I cannot get out of bed. This stress is not worth it. The burden of one of the most important days of somebody's life resting on my shoulders. This is not a burden that I want to carry. God, take it away. If that means that you have to take me away, so be it. At least I can go be with my mom. And that is the God's honest truth. Those are very real prayers that I have prayed. Those are very real things that I have said out loud. Those are very real things that I have said to other people. The stress and anxiety of trying to be this explosive enterprise is 100% not worth the absence of your own mental health and your own peace. Again, please, if you hear anything, do not put a dollar amount above your piece. Do not put a projection of where you want to want your business to be above your freaking piece. Because if I knew then, if I knew at the beginning of 2023, what I know now that we're at the end of 2023, I absolutely would not have done probably 75% of the things that I did this year. And I put that on, everything. And from a financial perspective, what I messed up on this year was and actually was was it a mistake? Yes and no. And and let me let me put some context actually before I say what I'm about to say. So in October of 2022, and I thought 2022 was the worst <laughs> business year, um, but in October of 2022, we were also busy just like we were in October of 2023 and i dealt with some team situations that probably were a little bit worse i i don't know i don't know if i would call 2022's freelancer situations worse they were just different and they were a little bit more juvenile than i would have liked so from a financial perspective one of the mishaps that i was a little bit more prepared for this year i will say is differentiating financially what booking season looks like from what wedding season looks like and let me put just a little bit more context on that situation so in October of 2022 I didn't have any money in the business bank account and actually I think I had $500 it was in the business bank account in October of 2022. And in that particular weekend, I had $3,000 of commission to pay out. So here I am with $3,000 to pay out, but only $500 in the business bank account, nothing in business savings. So the only place that I could pull from to pay people was from my own personal savings. And at that time, I didn't even have my own personal savings. All I had was inheritance money that was still left from when my mom passed away. And given the team situations that I faced in October of 2022, it hurt to my core to be paying people that I knew would not be with me in 2023, to be paying people that have put me through actual hell, to be paying them out of money from when my mom passed away. And because I feel like that was that, you know, that's mine. That's first of all, it's not even like it's mine, like I worked for it. It's mine and I I went through something super traumatic to get that money. So in October of 2022, I had to pull from my personal inheritance money in order to pay people that are not even affiliated with MU8 to this day. And that sucked. Now in October or moving into 2023, I was a little bit more prepared. I hired a financial coach and I will absolutely be sure to link her in the show notes because she is freaking phenomenal she's phenomenal at what she does she is phenomenal at meeting you where you're at she is phenomenal at taking your personal situation and working with you to be in a different position by you know I would say I saw results working with her within like a couple of weeks and That says a lot because when we started working together, um, I had a 581 credit score and you know, right now I'm at a 738 and I'll be very transparent about that because again, before you hate, I put in the effing work, but I, I prepared in our work together. What am I trying to say? In our work together, I prepared for what I knew was going to come in October of 2023 because there's a huge difference like I said between booking season and wedding season in booking season dollars are literally just like raining in your business bank account but what I did in 2023 was be smart about those dollars that were coming in and bridal pros please, please, please listen to this. When you are getting a lot of money, whether you're a freelancer or a business owner, when you're getting a lot of money from working, be smart about it for the times when a lot of money will not be coming in. So from January to about March or April bookings are coming in, but you're not doing a lot of work. So there's money coming into the business, but you're not having to pay out so much in commission. And that is the time when you wanna be putting away for wedding season where you're paying a lot of commission, but not a lot of bookings are coming in to replenish that. So while I was prepared for this mishap, you know, I still didn't want it to happen because when you save money, of course, the goal is not to like, pull from it. But um in this October of twenty twenty three Again, thankfully, the savings was there. However, I had filed for a tax extension for 2022 and that 4000 dollar tax payment came out from what I had been saving. Plus now we're having to dip into the savings because like I said, October is just like a wedding period and not a booking period. So having to like dwindle down my savings, which I worked so hard to build the business. Now, Now, hold on, because I know somebody is gonna be thinking in the back of their mind, dang, this is her personal money. No, I wish it effing was. No, when I am referencing these dollars, this is 100% business money aside from what I had to pull in October of 2022. So when dollars were coming into the business account, not my personal account, because I know how people get, let me just be clear, this was a business account, not the personal account. When dollars were coming in at the beginning of the year, I put them away to be able, able to be prepared for paying out high commissions in the fall. Well, because I filed for a tax extension, and then those taxes came out in October. Obviously, that's part of what I put away for savings as well. So I saw my savings dwindle down the business savings dwindled down from five figures to now like after commissions were paid and everything was pulled from savings, because again, there's not a lot of money in the business checking, I saw it dwindle down from five figures to about like $1,000. And there is nothing more humbling. (laughs) Well, there are some things, but there are not too many more things that are more humbling than watching all of your hard work, (laughs) getting your savings to, I believe at the time it was like, 11,000. And it now being down to like $1,500. That freaking sucks. It feels like the money just grew wings and flew out of the freaking account. Now, thank God for Jesus, because it was there. And I put in the work so that the money would be there. But did it absolutely suck to have to pull from the savings and just watch it dwindle and to be in a similar situation where there wasn't a ton of money in the business bank account? abso freaking it did. So if you hear nothing, Get ready for wedding season while it's still booking season. I know, I know for those of you that are bridal pros that are handling your own bookings, I know it feels like you are mother effing big Meech, mother effing Larry hoover when it's booking season but just remember that wedding season is coming and during wedding season there are not as many bookings coming in so I understand you want to spend money like you're a freaking Colombian cocaine drug dealer but you gotta reel it in for the fall you gotta reel it in and freelancers when you're getting like paid hand over foot during the spring and during the fall. Don't forget that December, January and February are not high working months. So be sure to save your money too. So with all of that, I say save your freaking coins. I smartened up in 2023. I I could have done a little bit more, but but I definitely smartened up. And in 2024, I'm gonna be putting away even more during booking season. And there's just two more things left that I have on my list from 2023 that I wanna talk about. The first one has to do with scheduling. In 2023, I made, and and it felt like it was every weekend, y'all. It literally felt like it was every weekend. I made so many scheduling mistakes, but again, totally self-inflicted because in 2023, I bit off way more than I could chew based on projections. So the admin workload was also a lot heavier. And when I'm putting together schedules, usually I'm putting together multiple schedules at one time. So I'm not as zoomed in and as focused as I should be. So what happened a lot of times is that I would create the schedule, send it to the bride in advance. The bride would say, this looks great absolutely ready to go can't wait and then on wedding day now on the schedule it is very evident how many services will be taking place but again self-inflicted I want to be very clear very painfully clear that I'm taking full responsibility for this a lot of the times when I'm putting the schedule together I might be missing one person and this happened a lot a lot, a lot, a lot in 2023. And while yes, I was frustrated with myself, I was also frustrated in the brides because it's like, I'm sending you this and you're approving it. Why are we not catching these mistakes? Because come wedding day, here I am with, you know, I'm thinking I have like 10, 15 minutes to spare when in reality, I'm actually behind schedule and I'm running like 10 minutes to 15 minutes late for the, or or more, you know, because, you know, I think I have 10 minutes to spare when really a service is about 45 minutes. um, Really, I'm running late for that next person, but I'm not finding that out until wedding day. So when you're creating your schedules, please, please, please just be paying attention because nothing is going to be more frustrating in the moment on wedding day when you're hustling the finding out up oh, actually you got the count wrong you still got an extra person and as the person that owns the business if that extra person has to fall on my team I'm feeling 10,000 times worse because you know as an owner I like to take responsibility for the f-ups I don't like when the f-ups happen but I take full responsibility in the f-ups and when the f-ups fall on somebody on my team that like just it like pulls the air out of my freaking lungs because I never want to put a team member in a position where they're having to rush where they feel pressure I want my team to love their job so much that it feels like it is raining freaking skittles when they leave the house If anybody is going to be stressed, if anybody is going to be depressed, if anybody's going to have anxiety about the job, I want it to be me. I never want it to be the team. And this year, so many times, my scheduling mistakes not only fell on me, but also fell on the team. And I felt freaking disgusting about that. I freaking hated it. So moving into 2024, (laughs) A, what I'm going to do is not bite off more than I can chew whenever possible, (laughs) but B, also be taking my time to create the schedule but see and I started incorporating this towards the end of 2023 towards the end of the 2023 season um, but I started putting in very clear bold letters for the bride that you need to be approving these numbers that are on this schedule because if you don't we could run into a situation on wedding day where we don't have time to complete the services. And if we are in that position, just know that I asked you to approve the numbers. So scheduling was a huge, huge, huge hiccup in 2023, but I'm looking forward to just making sure that things are nice and clean for 2024. Now, will I make a mistake? F yeah, I'm human. I make mistakes every freaking day. But will I make as many scheduling mistakes in 2024? Um, I'm just gonna say I hope not. And the last situation that I want to mention is actually really, really unfortunate. And my heart goes out to this family. My heart goes out to the person that is experiencing this situation. But I mentioned the difference between wedding season and booking season. And in the fall of any year, I was gonna say in the fall of 2023, but realistically in the fall of any year, it is wedding season and it is not booking season. So you have to be able to hold on to every single dollar that comes into the business because it's not like these dollars are just like flying in at this time and we received a booking with a very healthy four figure deposit and unfortunately this family had experienced a tragedy so the wedding was going to be canceled and you know i i, I on one hand i want to say rightfully so on the other hand as a business um and as a human running the business It's it's hard to do that. But this particular couple requested their deposit back. And during wedding season, when you are trying to hold on to, you know, the dollars to make sure that your team is paid, the dollars to make sure that, you know, you are paid and your bills are covered and the dollars to make sure that the business can still run and that your studio rent gets paid. It is very hard to refund anyone or anything, let alone send a four figure refund. And I struggled with this for I'm going to say about a week or two, because from a contractual standpoint, um, we have it in our contract that refunds are 100% non refundable. However, as a human, I know what it's like to experience someone that is slipping away from us on earth. And I would be remiss if I wasn't sensitive to that. But also as a business, you know, yeah, it says what it says in the contract. And yeah, I feel how I feel as a human. But also, it's you know, I have a duty to my team to be able to make sure that they are paid on time when I agreed to pay them. I have a duty to my team to, you know, make sure that when reviews come in, they get their review bonuses, that when gratuity is added on that they're being paid for that. I have a responsibility to make sure that wedding wire is paid, to make sure that the studio is paid, to make sure that my accountant is paid. I have the duty to make sure that the website hosting, the, our, our, the site that hosts our website is paid to make sure that the other subscriptions are paid. So it's from financial, from a financial perspective, it's also, really, really tight. But from a human perspective, how would I feel if I was in that position? And someone said, No, I'm not going to refund your deposit, regardless of what life has thrown at you, even if it is a tragedy. So I battled with that. And that was probably, I'm definitely not the hardest <laughs> situation of. 2023, by any means, but morally was the hardest situation that I've gone through in the business because I have this one side of my brain that says, Well, I am a business as well. And I have a duty to uphold my contract. I should be taken seriously. I should be taken as the professional. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a business, but I'm a person that has a heart as well. So ultimately, I did end up um, refunding this particular couple and we made an agreement that it would be sent out at a later date that was coming in the very near future so I was able to refund them and I am absolutely happy that I made that decision and I stand by that decision but I would be remiss if I didn't tell my truth and say that that was a hard decision to come to because I want to be taken seriously as a business owner I want my contract to be taken seriously Um, but you know, like I said, I'm also a person. I'm definitely also a person. So that was probably the last little cherry on top for 2023. And what I'm taking away from that situation is, is that if i am ever in the position and i've been in the position a couple times to have to give a refund never never four figures um but once i got sick and couldn't honor someone's facial package so i had to refund that um the person that left the two-star review said that i didn't give them the um under eye the gold under eye patches so i gave them like 20 bucks for (laughs) the gold under eye patches that i didn't include um and I think maybe there was one other time that I had to refund someone but you know nothing over oh I overcharged someone because they wanted traditional and I accidentally charged them for airbrush so I sent that refund so what I'm doing moving forward into 2024 is two things one making a budget line item so that I can account for potential client refunds that are going to come up in 2024 but also should I be in the position to ever have to refund someone's contract I also so and I don't mean to sound heartless by saying this, but I also need to be paid for my admin time because there is a lot of time and effort that's put into making sure that you're responded to in a timely manner. There is time that's put into getting together your contract and getting together the necessary documents and then pulling information from those documents and putting them into your client profile or adding them to other documents. There's time that is put into staffing that wedding date once the bride is booked. So I am not ashamed to say that I will absolutely be withholding a small admin fee should I ever in the future have to refund someone's deposit to them. And again, very unfortunate circumstances have led me to get to that conclusion. Um, And I'm going to choose being a human every single time, God forbid, if I ever have to again. But I'm also going to make sure that I'm respected and honored as a business too, if God forbid I'm in that position again. So, as heavy as a lot of these things were and as nervous as I was to talk about them because I just didn't want to like rehash and bring up old things and bring up old feelings and like go back to old messages and old reviews. I really didn't want to do that but in some ways I do feel like I got a lot off of my chest. A lot of these situations maybe only one or two people knew about maybe no one knew about some of these things at all so it feels good to share the experience I genuinely 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 and I know that a lot of things were brutally honest in here but I genuinely hope that this information was helpful and that if you are ever in these positions in the future that you're remembering some of the things that were discussed in this episode so this is not an episode that's geared towards me venting or like you know coming at anybody or you know getting some things off my chest although it does feel good right it feels good to be talking about these things on a platform the intention is never to not be productive it is always with the intent to be productive and with the intent to help someone also like i said Everything that you see on social media, especially this time of year, when it's the end of the year, beginning of a new year, people are posting all of their engagements and pregnancy announcements and accomplishments for the year and things that they're proud of and like gifts that they got, blah, blah, blah. Because you're going to be seeing an influx of like, all of these things that are happening for other people when it doesn't feel like it's happening for you just remember that behind everything that you see happening for someone else is a story for what it took for them to get there social media is a I, I don't want to call it a lie I don't want to keep calling it a lie because yes these things are happening to people but I will say social media is 100% an illusion and i I wanted to be the first one to put myself on the plank like they said on this season of F-boy I or on the slab. It was on the slab. I wanted to be the first person to put myself on the slab <laughs> and let you know that things do happen no matter what level you're at, no matter how much money you're making, no matter what your status is, things happen to everyone so I hope that that lesson combined with things that might pop up for you in 2024 I hope that this episode was so freaking helpful for you and if it was I do not mind walking so that you can run so I hope that everybody has a prosperous freaking 2024 I hope it starts off right for everyone I hope that you make so much effing money that the government has to like print 10 times more than they did last year seriously I am wishing everyone that is under the sound of my voice an amazing new year an amazing 2024 a prosperous a humble a lucrative an abundant a peaceful freaking 2024 so as you're getting ready for the new year do not forget to pick a seat and not a side Thank you so much, brides and bridal biz besties for tuning into another fire episode of Pick a Seat, Not a Side, where we empower brides and bridal beauty pros on their journey to the big day. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pick a Seat Podcast for all of the latest updates. And for all the brides searching for their dream hair and makeup team, be sure to follow MU8 at mu 8 Bridal Beauty on Instagram and you can inquire for your big day at www.MU8BridalBeauty.com. We would absolutely love your podcast support, so please be sure to subscribe and leave us a sparkling review if you're loving what you're hearing, because your feedback allows us to continue to sprinkle our magic. But until next time, stay beautiful, my friends, and don't forget to pick a seat and not a side.